RPS. Live from Premier Beta Sound 2022. Proudly presented by Cupra. to the weekly review broadcasting live on Radio Primavera Sound from the Parkdale Forum. It is the last evening of this double weekender celebrating our 20th anniversary and tonight we are going to get very lit as the young people say because playing in the midnight hour all the way from France, Phoenix. Woo-hoo. And we welcome Thank you. Thomas. Merci. How's it going? It's going great. It's one of my favorite festival. It's the best. Yeah, we're super happy. We're playing live again. Well, I mean, it couldn't be better. So yeah, well, really, really excited for this one. Because yeah. uh, uh, you've you've been you've, you've been you've been playing France a couple of dates already, like warm up shows. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did a few shows. We had a big one that was it poured rain and we couldn't play in Paris. So we are coming here with like even more, wanting to play even more because we have the frustration of not being able to play in Paris. Yeah. So we might smash a few mics, a few things from like relief. But um, yeah, we are, we are charged. Well, I, I saw at the Pobles Bagnol, you were kind of being held aloft by the crowd. That was very impressive. It was very regal. They were very strong, these men. <laughs> yeah. They were very, there were a few, I don't know, rugby players. I don't know if they, I don't think they play rugby here, but in, in, it was, they were very strong. Yeah, some, 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 um, uh, en français, on dit de la fonte. Some like heavy lifting. Yeah, yeah, security. Uh, Christian. Uh, Laurent. Laurent, sorry. Yeah. Was, uh, brother, they are the same. Uh, I do this I, mistake uh, every morning. The, I do this uh, mistake. We have the same face. No, but it's because <laughs> no, because because you always call your brother Branco. Yes. I always have that. Yeah, that's true. Christian Mazalai, Branco. It's, I always get this. Sorry. I'm Don't so sorry. Don't worry. Uh, Laurent. Yes. Uh, new album. Yeah. Both of you. I mean, you're, uh, how much of this new album are we going to be hearing tonight? A little bit, but just <laughs> enough. So maybe we're invited next year again. <laughs> I don't know. That's not the strategy, but... Uh, it's not finished. It's almost... But almost finished. It's very close, yeah. So, ah, I thought it was... I like you Well, mixing. Re- we are, well, the, the good thing is we, we don't have to think about recording anything. Oh, there's nothing creative left. Yeah. There's just purely technical sound wave things. So <laughs> album cover is done? Everything's done. Because you guys take, a, as, as good Parisian boys, you guys take a lot of care with all the little details, the, the typography. Yeah. Yeah. Is there going to be like, well, on the last album, on Tiamo, you guys had the ice cream machine, the vending machine, because it tied in with the theme of uh, Italian summers, you know, and the, the gelato, the tutti frutti. 
uh, what's uh, is there going to be something this year for the fans to t something to take home apart from the music? Uh, we 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 didn't think of these things yet, but the vending machine was interesting because it's people loved it, and at the same time, it was the worst business idea. You had one vending machine for, you know, if we put it here, one vending machine for how many? How many thousands of people are coming here? Yeah, so not, the not line, this year, Thomas. Don't <laughs> yeah, don't don't go there. We've, we've had we've enough of lines these lines. And yeah. Yeah. The, okay, I sense your. I, I I understand what you're trying to communicate. To. Yeah, yeah. And is Alpha Zulu kind of quite typical of the of the new album? Because it sounds very very different. It's kind of got that sort of electronicy kind of riffy edge. Is that quite typical of where you're going? And the album is very. Uh, the spectrum is very wide. So there are. This one is more in the weird, weird side, on the weird side, mm -hmm. which we love. I mean, it's we the, the best songs sometimes are the one when you hear them first, you're like, what is what, what is this? So uh, we wanted to to create this emotion at the beginning. Then there's more traditional Phoenix, more tender stuff maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Also, are you referencing Buster Rhymes on the song? No, um, I, I, but well, maybe because could be when we were making our first album, this is this was the song that was on the radio the most, maybe, and and I think a lot of the bands that were that we grew up with, you know, all the French Touch, there were a lot of people that loved this song, and I think it's in our DNA somehow. Um, But I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm saying Wuhan. Maybe it's dependent. I have no idea what how oh, how this came. I don't think so. But um, I'm not sure where where these things come out. You know why why why? I know the Alpha Zulu part, which was a flight that was like very scary, and that was the airplane tail. Yeah, uh -huh, yeah. yeah. Explain. Yeah. What what's this It's title these, like? What's these, the reference um, to? The end of the airplanes. They have the. Uh, aeronaut aeronautical alphabet. So Alpha Zulu was the plane. Yeah. So the plane was kind of going down. It was like Alpha Zulu, Alpha Zulu. Or the AZ, so, no? Like yeah. It's like AZ-909, yeah. no? Alpha Zulu. And I stayed, that stuck with me. Well, what did you like about the phrase? Or was it just because it was... Alpha so Zulu? Yeah. I think it was a... It felt like a life-threatening moment. So it was like, I'll take it. Whatever. It could have been... I don't know if it was Papa Charlie, if I would have named the song... <laughs> Papa Charlie, maybe. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, usually uh, you've always had an external help uh, making your albums. I know you guys obsess over things, little details. Sometimes it can take forever, right, to yeah. to finish a song. Yeah. Was it like time this was it like this this time around? Were you yeah. faffing about a lot? Uh, yeah, we we spend a lot of time on on small details that no no one will Even ourselves won't notice in, in two years. Yeah. But uh, that's part of our personality. Uh, this time we, 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 we did the album on our own, almost. Uh, in, we had the most beautiful studio in, of the world because it was in the Museum of the Louvre, you know, in, in the palace What? of the Louvre. Yeah, you recorded yeah. in the Louvre? Yeah, they let it, us down. It's, it's the palace of the Louvre. There's the Louvre and then there's another museum called Musée des Arts Décoratifs. Oh. And we had a, an empty room there where we, we created a small uh, uh, do-it-yourself studio. Yeah. And we stayed there for uh, two years. Two years. 
Two years in the Louvre. Hang and on. it was empty because it was the pandemic. So we were in an empty museum with, yeah. But usually strange. there's a lot of bureaucracy to use like uh, uh, an official building like, <laughs> like the Louvre. Um, yeah. What, how did, first of all, why did you decide to record there and what made it easy to, for this to happen, for you to build a DIY studio? I think we always like a place that's not necessarily appropriate for music. You know, a place that doesn't have gold records on the wall or... So these have like amazing everything else. Just uh, So we... When we knew we could... I think I remember with Chris going, walking in the garden, being like 15 or 16 and thinking like, what are all these rooms? I'm sure some are, some are empty, some are... Um, and then it was possible. Somehow they were looking for a band. They were looking for people to make music and create things in there. And we were, our name, I don't know what meeting, uh, I wish I was a fly on the wall in that meeting, but, and so, yeah, we stayed and then pandemic happened and we stayed for a long time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. One thing, I think that feels sort of oddly appropriate for you because obviously, rock music is, is an American thing. But yeah. one thing I've always really loved about Phoenix is you feel very European. I don't mean that in an insular kind of way. Obviously, Tiamo is like a sort of more uh, explicit reference to that. Do, do, you, do you feel like a very European band? Yes, I think I would, I would definitely say yes. Uh, yeah, this was the perfect place for us because it was, it was, it was very inspiring and also the art, when you go to that museum, sometimes you see the art being, it's very curated. And our studio is becoming this storage room for all like different mix of, and that was even more ins inspiring to see art presented to you that way as a, as a strange, you know, things in like on the side that don't really go together. And, um, that was, and it felt like it related to our music somehow, the, how we perceived influences and, and, uh, but we do feel, yeah, Europe is a big, um, yeah, I mean, our, his dad's Italian, our moms are German, we're French. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, uh, Central European, yeah. yeah, even with Listomania, you know, you were like uh, making uh, Franz Liszt popular again, like as he was like the first rock star, yeah. you would say. yeah. And, you know, like, it, it, it was like a thing and the video clip you were shooting in, I don't know where it was in Europe, but it had that European feel. I can yeah, see. in Beirut, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the, I've also got the sense that for a while, like, you weren't heroes in your own country. Like, it, it, everywhere else you were, like, superstars and filling stadiums. But do you get do you still get that in, in France where there's a little bit of, you know how sometimes, they were saying that about Daft Punk, weren't they, Ben? That you talk about that in your book about Daft Punk, which you're, we'll talk about. Um, how uh, Fran France kind of rejected Daft Punk because of their international success. That happens here as well sometimes. Do you still feel that perception that maybe like, oh yeah, Phoenix, they're so big in America, they're feeding Madison Square Garden, we don't care about... Is there that Yeah, thing? I think it took us 10 years almost for people to, to be like, okay, they're okay. They're okay. <laughs> But, uh, and now it's sometimes it's hard even because now it's like, well, we know them really well. They're family, so they better be good. <laughs> you know, you when you play a show there, you have to really, they want you to, they've seen so many. They want you to like transcend yours every time. It has to be like a, 
I don't know, Nina Simone experience was out of body and then there's tears and things and they expect, real, they have really high expectations. Uh, and that's my impression of French, <laughs> French shows. <laughs> do you think one day it will flip and, and everything you do will be perfect for the French audiences and you'll be able to play like the Stade de France until you're, until you're 80? It's, it's, it's changing because a new generation is coming with different values. Yeah. When we were when we appeared, uh, the world our world was dominated by uh, old guys yeah. who had very bad taste. That's yeah. it. And uh, now the it's a change of guard of guard. You say that. Yeah. 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 And that's the way uh, you know humanity works, and it's it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I find, again, one of the things that really interests me about Phoenix is you change a lot between albums. Like, every album is like a different sound. Do you ever, do, do you ever sort of worry when you come back like that, that people are going to be, they've just caught up with Tiamo and then you're, like, changing again? Mm. Uh, we don't worry about other people's perspe- perception. We have to deal with our own, you know, uh, life, trying to f- find something that will uh, keep us intrigued uh, keep I must worry about the three other guys uh, so uh, that's taking a lot of of uh, energy in my brain yeah so I we don't really care and, and I think the beauty of if, of music is when you get something you don't expect so uh, I'm not worried that at all yeah. I'm, <laughs> should I'm, I be no 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 <laughs> you'll see tonight you've done all right I think yeah but one of the things that I love the most is the way you can sing about mundane things like cheap perfume, like the Dracar Noir, which became a thing. Did you see the Family Guy joke where they were talking about Dracar Noir? And, no. And, no. And it's like um, the perfume of men who, who kidnap women and make them become, you know, um, slaves. And, and this kind of, it was the official smell of, the, of, the, of these really uh, yeah. shady men. <laughs> they, and I don't, I'm just like, did that come before or after they heard Phoenix? I don't know. Uh, but you make songs about cheap perfume, Scandinavian leather. Is there going to, what, what kind of things are you going to, have you been singing about on, on this new album? Um, ah. Well, there's one, there's one line that says there's a purple cloud in the consommé, which might be the weirdest line we've ever, and it came, I don't know. So um, that's in Alpha Zulu. Um, there's a bunch of weird lines like that. I know there's, there's someone that comes to our show in the U.S. who makes all these T-shirts and... Um, with every line. So one night he will have like mint julep, testosterone. The next day he'll have. And um, so I'm glad some, a few people appreciate it, appreciate the weirdness of, uh, yeah. And you seem to, I'm glad you noticed these because, um, yeah, they are, they, are, they, are, they are fun. At first it seemed like it was almost like an Easter egg or something. Yeah. And now it's, it's, it's just mostly this. <laughs> But you have to be careful nowadays because it could be perceived like you are... You know how now you have to be careful about, um, what do you call it, um, elitism or being a bit uh, snobby about like... Like Dracar Noir is like, oh, you know, like uh, a certain type of people use Dracar Noir. And now it's delicate, no? Do you guys... Were, uh, th- um, are you on guard with the cancel culture? No. Um, I mean, not for this. I don't think for this because I think besides... Dracar Noir, I don't think there's anything 
I mean, menjulep testosterone is about, you know, there's a lot of, you go to, you see Kentucky Derby, you see these super, these males that have like pumped, um, pumping iron and they're wearing these super tight shirts. And I always thought that, that was like a very specific, so that, and they're drinking mint julep because that's yeah. what they do the there. And I think, I mean, um, I don't think it's canceled. No. I, I don't know. We talk, we talk negatively about people who are in a position of dominance. Yeah, uh, exactly. Punching we, up. That Ben taught me. Always that. punch up. Always punch up. Gentlemen, always punch up. Always punch up. Never, never down. But when we were kids, Dracar Noir was in every magazine. You, you had, a, you know, an advert. They had billions of of euro of francs from yeah. back then. So for us, there was no problem. Of no problem. Even kids. Teen Spirit smells like Teen Spirit. Teen Spirit was the. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the same idea, sort yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the testosterone perfume. I, I, Stronger than your own smell. <laughs> I was going to say, I have a theory about people who write songs uh, in a language that isn't their first language, um, that it often they write better lyrics because they kind of bypass their own language and kind of maybe go for the, the simple emotions or simple feelings. I often think about ABBA, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, ABBA. yeah. Do you, do you think that's that's true? Do you feel it in your own writing? True. Uh, yeah, I think that's what we are going for. Um, Correct. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, in growing up, I remember like all these, the French Nobel Prize, there's like three or four years in a row where it was Eastern European that learned the French language two, three years before that won the prize, you know? So there's always, there's always something where you think like, okay, they, they're putting words together in a different way. They, are, they have a little more, um, there's something different. And, and it's true that we're always looking for something that's a little off, slightly off. And even if there's, I, t I know that I tend to use adjectives as either verbs or, because that's something we do in French. And I stick to it. At first, it was like, that's, that's a mistake. That's, But now we embrace the original mistakes. Yeah. Uh, another thing I love about Phoenix, and a lot of my favorite bands have this thing where they create worlds. So, like, if you've got a really good band, like a Kraftwerk are a good example, and you'd be like, that film is Kraftwerk, that film isn't. Not that they've said it in an interview. And I get that feeling about Phoenix as well. I think you could be like, okay, this book is Phoenix. And that shirt is Phoenix, mm. but that, you know, that T-shirt isn't Phoenix. Like Less Than Zero, the, the film adaptation of Brett Easton Ellis's Less Than Zero book, would that be a Phoenix book? Uh, I, oh, uh, sorry, Ben, I've put you on the spot. Um, well, I haven't, I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen it, I've read that's the a book. Great, yeah, yeah, that's a great... I, don't, I mean, there are a lot of things we like that, we, that are not... Um, uh, what's the question? <laughs> sorry, I muddled it. <laughs> It seems like um, there were two. World building, like, you know. Yeah, do, 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 you, do you consciously build a world? Do you think, like, you know, that, that, that Phoenix has got to be more than, than I don't mean just music, but you know what I mean? It's got to be yeah. more than, yeah. than the songs like, and the albums you put out. It's got to be the whole kind of thing. It's got to be the, the way in which you can... Well, I think well, we unconsciously, we build this world, but knowing that we're doing something unconsciously, the four of us. It's very, it's more and more therapeutic, the studio. It's kind of a... And with with pandemic again, it became ridiculously therapeutic because it was it w when we got back together, we were we were like 
you know, it was our first record. Again, it was the same feeling that they, that's what we're good at. That's what we should be doing together. It made sense. And, and uh, yeah, that's, yeah. Well, you guys, when you tour, you tour hard. Uh, first of all, how do you balance family life with these intensive touring schedules once you, you re released an album? We, we, we do, our strategy is very uh, good for private life, yeah. but our management hates it because we do little sections of two weeks and then we go back home, enjoy life, you know, have a coffee on the, the terrace. Mm -hmm. huh? So we, our, our, our strategy is to think uh, in a very selfish way yeah. about having a good life. Yeah, yeah. You I mean, know, a lot of bands, they just tour and after a while touring is, is, is weird, you know. Yeah. You, every day you sleep in a different bed and you're, we are um, mammifer, mammals. Mammals. We yeah. are mammals and we are, we're supposed it's not working. After a while you, you split. That's what bands yeah. do, don't Phil they? Philippe <laughs> Dar used to quote Oscar Wilde all the, like multiple times. I've, he's been, he said like, um, I, so it's something like I use my art, I use my talent for my art, I use my genius for my life. Like, wow. And so that's it. he was always... Uh, applying this rule and you know that's why it was sometimes hard to work with them too but that made the charm and the charisma and the the aura of, of the guy yeah look, talk, speaking of Philippe uh, you know may he rest in peace uh, he was always kind of your the, your your guru in the studio who would help you defeat uh, blockades no yeah uh, what was it like did, did you miss his presence making this new album did you or did you have someone else that you could rely on who could like break a, a, a yeah uh, unblock uh, a, a, a creative block I think he had like a jedi like <laughs> you know because he would always the previous records he would come um, sometime in the beginning like once a month so we knew we expected what he was telling us so this time it's it's no difference whenever we're thinking about structures of songs or uh, um, I think we kind of can guess what he would like to hear But there is, we're lacking the presence, but we are, um, you know, there are certain things that he was really obsessed with. Uh, track listing was one, and we haven't done that yet. Uh -huh. And that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's another moment where we're going to think about him. Uh, but he was, he was great at boosting your confidence and coming to the studio and saying, like, you know, sometimes there's one, like J-Boy, I remember, he, He came and he was like, that's, to me, that's like Prince in the year 3000 and he's boosting your confidence and it helps you finish the record and it's exactly what you wanted to to do without thinking about it. And, you're, and so he was, he, yeah, he was helping us in that way, just, just understanding exactly where we wanted to go, even though he was really confusing sometimes in the most charming way. <laughs> so I'm fascinated. I love a good track list. Um, and... You know, I think in a way, it's almost less important now, or it feels less important in one way, but in more important another because we're all making playlists. So yeah. what is the secret or a secret to a good track list for an album? 
I wish Deck was here because he would. Uh, tempo is a key factor. <laughs> Go, going up steadily or? No, you have to to you have to climb and break, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. If it's too similar, it doesn't work. Then if it's too, the, it has to be. The keys. At least it's eight. It's, Keys, the keys of ah, the keys, wow. the keys of the of the songs. Yeah, so it's a very uh, complicated alchemy. Al yeah, yeah, alchemy. So we don't know, we don't know the secrets, yeah, yeah. but we we know when it doesn't work that we can we notice. And where do you play demos? Like in the car, or do you have a room where you like to listen to? Do you listen to it together, or each of each of you go separately? You know, sorry, the best track listing is Johann Sebastian Bach. He's the ultimate because he did the prelude. He do like prelude in A, <coughs> then the the same in the the slow version in A. Then um, then he would go A minor, A minor B. So he was always climbing in the tone. It's the most simple uh, arithmetic structure, and it's the most genius. Yeah. You know, it's very and there's no way to fail because you're going up all the time. Yeah. And when you play a bass line from him, from this dude. <laughs> <laughs> so when you play bass line for him it goes up all the time and you, it, you have the feeling of the eternal uh, loop so, sort of that's, yeah. so maybe that's yeah Yeah. You, you, you were putting stuff on social media like little tiny loops of what you were working on yeah. what, so is there going to be a concept about around looping on this album uh, maybe we, we we did it without we knew there was something but we couldn't find a way to make it into a, a real concept yeah so we are still in the in the process of throwing things and seeing what's gonna float and what's gonna couler, comme on dit. Sink. Sink. sink sinking Who's and floating is, is it who produced the album just the four of you or did you have a who did you work with i don't know anything about just the... us it's just us it's very boring for an interview because no. it's just us um no we had friends coming we had friends that came by the studio and helped us a little bit. And Bangalter? He came by, yeah, he was really helpful. He came by, I don't know how you know that, but... Uh, I imagine. Because we never... But, uh, yeah, he's... Um, yeah, it's... it's, You know, when you have friends that are great musicians and they come by and they give you... An, it's super precious, these moments. You're like, you want to record everything. And you're like, so what do you think about... It? Um, yeah, he was really he was helpful, and uh, uh, we had I don't know my my I, my nephews came. They were like <laughs> I could see like okay that one's really she's really deep into that one. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it was and it, it was really fun to invite people at in the Louvre. That's the other thing is that people would come by and 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 they were ready by the time we would play music for them. They had seen art and they had seen it so much. They were. It was, yeah, it was great. Would you host them? Like, would you have, like, nice wine or tea and Sometimes. biscuits, fancy stuff for them to enjoy? We Some things have to remain a secret. Oh, okay, yeah. Let's not, let's not break the Because they would kick us out of the museum <laughs> if they knew. Uh, I was roller skating on the marble of the museum. Oh, oh my God. And well. people were, I, I, at some point, I was like, this should not be. I saw the security cameras. I was like, I don't think I should be roller skating. Wow, Imagine if you tripped and fell and oh. the hand punctures some priceless <laughs> artwork. It was, it was far moment. enough. It was far enough to, yeah. 
I know, I, someone threw recently. Someone threw yeah, a, a yeah, cake, cake at, Mona at, Lisa. at the Mona Lisa. But yeah. thank God she had a protective screen. Yeah, yeah. it was very punk because uh, it was a person about climate change. He was yeah. an activist, so it's kind of cool because the the work he probably knew that the work of art wasn't going to be hurt, and it was going to become a media story all over the world. So I, I'm not totally against <laughs> that kind of. I prefer that kind of. Uh, yeah, I agree. Terrorism yeah. than you yeah. know, hurting people. I agree. Uh, but anyway, but sorry. But, uh, no, I was just going to say, it looks like we're, we're, we're going to have to... Ooh, I have one last question. Because we're at a festival that some people are saying is becoming more and more like Coachella, and we've kind of lightly mentioned cancel culture, I can't let you get out of here without... And I know Phoenix has uh, that dry French sense of humor, and I'm sure without being... You're talking about R. Kelly? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, yeah, uh, yeah, how do you look back on that now? Obviously, you didn't know we we who you. I were mean, I don't know if we stage. should look back on that, but uh, we, yeah, no, we we had an intense moment when that documentary came out of of just really freaking out and being uh, viciously. I mean, no, no, not viciously, viscerally nauseous and. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's, it's. I don't know what to say because it's, it's really, it's really disappointing. It's, it's, it's uh, yeah. insanely creepy. It's just, uh, and you, it's. I don't. know, It's strange because when you, you, when you have these moments where you want them to be really special, we, th we always think of like what's, what's something that's very that's far away that no one will think of that w who would who who would play with you know no one would uh and that year everybody was expecting us in daft punk again uh and we knew it we shouldn't do that because that's something we did before and we wanted to um we wanted to work with the beastie boys because adam york we played in the studio with we he let us use his studio in New York for a long time. And then he passed and we thought like, that's our biggest moment. We want to do something. F but it didn't feel at the same time that it was, I don't know, it, it wasn't. Uh, and somehow the most, the uh, total opposite idea of like something precious and with heart and with things, something that was so remote and far out seemed like a good idea. And, um, and then you regret, it. yeah. Then you see the things that you regret, and you're so, um, yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't know that everything. A lot of things have been said, and like a lot of, and I'm still, I've even forgot because that's the the maelstrom that we were in at some point was really intense, and I forgot what we went through a little bit. It's kind of like uh, we pushed it aside because it was. It became really ugly, you mm. know. It was. It became really violent. Um, that's another thing that's happening these days. Like it's. It's. That's a little. Uh, there's a side in music that you put out music, but then sometimes in some platforms you don't read the comments anymore. You you want to interact with people, but you you just don't because it's too violent it's too it's too upsetting it's too uh and um yeah 
I'm not sure I answered your question. I kind of dodged it a bit, but I feel no. like emotionally I want to dodge it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you understand what I mean. Well, they're telling us, telling us to cut because but. you have to go, but I, I hate to finish on such a down low. Um, ben? Well, it's just going to be really looking forward to the gig tonight. What time did we say it was? Uh, it's <laughs> 12, uh, 12 o'clock, uh, 5 past 12. Uh, where is it? Yeah. For 12. No, no, uh, for 20 to 1. 20 to 1. Very Spanish hour. Very, Very Spanish, Spanish hour. hour. Uh, are people going to be able to touch your body like like we expect to be able to touch your Maybe body? Maybe not everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll try my best. Okay. Uh, I have a very long cable. Very it can long go, cable. But at the same time, we're supposed to play an hour, I think. So it's I would have to start right away. Yeah, yeah. Go I into don't the think club. it's the best show. Well, Laurent, sorry for confusing <laughs> you at the beginning. <laughs> Laurent. Even my mom confused me. <laughs> <laughs> Laurent, Thomas, Mas, everybody give it up for Phoenix. Thank you. Here at Primavera Sound 2022, uh, you've been listening to the weekly review. Thank you for listening to Radio Primavera Sound. Thank you. P.S. Live from Premier Better Sound 2022. Proudly presented by Cupra.